Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to this week's episode of Not Bravo Hollow Weekly Top 100 Scariest Horror Movie Moments, uh, 2008 to like today. <laughs> <laughs> 70 Wait, did something come out today? Damn it. I uh, Dude, that's the thing. It's Change like, the list. We kept stalling this and like trying to figure out how to do it. And like More movies kept coming out. And we were just like, God damn, where do we cut it off? So <laughs> if something comes out tomorrow, it's got a chance <laughs> to, to make it on the we're list. We're moving the goalposts. Well, like Halloween Kills and, and Candyman and all those movies got pushed back. And they could have been on this they list. Could've, yeah, they they could have been on the list. Well, they can go on the Not Bravo that I can't say the title like you can. The Not Bravo Halloween. Sequel. Not, not, not Bravo Halloween. Top 100 Scary Story Movies. He doesn't even know. And you know, like on radio commercials where they speed up like all I, the problems. No, I'm like TikTok here. when they're doing the speed challenges. You sound like there's a speed challenge on TikTok. Oh yeah, you're supposed to like you're supposed to say you do song lyrics as quickly as you can. At, like, oh, I will fucking crush. Yeah, that you'll be. Dude. You should. Let me see if I can. Still, the one I used to impress my friends with mm -hmm. was it was the Mama Code for Turok Two Seeds of Evil. It was I could spell it out really quick. It was Beware, Oblivion is at hand. Okay. So is it and No, I, I skipped it. But you can see where I have the muscle memory of like saying it fast. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Wow. I, I, wow. I've never tried to do anything like that. You sound like an insane auctioneer. You, you get like really tongue tied. Like it's really hard. Like, like during the middle of that, I was like, I don't know what to say next. So I just, the whole rest of this podcast is going to sound like it's at half speed compared to what you just heard. I know. <laughs> if you're listening to this, play it on like where it slows it down and see what I said was even, <laughs> you could even hear Are it. we at 70 or 60? We're at 70. This right? is 70 okay. uh, to 61. To 61. Well, right. I'll tell you what happened. So the yes. first part screwed me up because it was 100 to 91. And then I, for yeah. some reason, I thought we were going 100 to 90, but then that would be 11. Yep. And then I was like, well, hold on a second. So like, I think I need to actually go back to the podcast titles. Maybe <laughs> we have an odd one out. I think, yeah. That's fine. That's like a Easter egg. All right. So coming in at 70 is 2016's 10 Cloverfield Lane. 10 Cloverfield Lane. So 10 Cloverfield Lane is, first of all, again, and I, 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 why not? Let's just start the podcast with making people angry like we like to do. Because um, our last chunk had Cloverfield in it. Right. Well, that's true. But there's a lot of people who think horror stopped in the 80s and whatnot and the quality. Of, and I couldn't disagree more. But Very I, true. not that there wasn't amazing stuff in the 80s, there was, but like there's been amazing stuff every year except for 1995. So, in like 2003, whatever, <laughs> there was that 2000, early 2000s year. And like late 40s. Like nothing was yeah, happening. Yeah, that in the was late the 40s. Bad one, yeah. It was so like three all years. Bad scientists. Out of all the years, there's three that stand <laughs> so, out. But anyway, 2016 was a hell of a year. If you go back and you look at the actual great horror that, that dropped that year, it was amazing. But this movie has a moment that is so frightening. It was so frightening to me in the theater, um, and so striking because you're you're in a very very confined space with basically three people, mm -hmm. and when you're when you spend the amount of time that you've spent with these three characters because uh, this is deep into the movie when the scene that I'm picking happens um, when you lose one of them it's like losing a third of the world yeah <laughs> it's like a Noah's Ark wipeout situation because you've literally lost a third of all the possibilities of anything that could happen from this point if the character was comic relief you're not going to get any more comedy if the character was someone that you really cared about you're not going to have any of that empathy for that character anymore like you're losing a huge chunk of the population percentage wise right. when you lose this character so 
it's how sudden it happens. The scene is the I accept your apology scene. So John Goodman, who's playing a character who I think is one of the great villains in modern horror, like doesn't get talked about, about enough for this, this role. Um, but he pulls out a vat of acid, like old like Hollywood Doc, style, like, like quicksand style, yeah, like, <laughs> like Judge Doom style. <laughs> And he threatens uh, the two characters with you. Yeah, I know. I know you're trying to do something. I'm onto you. Confess. They do the thing where you confess, like you go along with the with the crazy person, and mm-hmm. it just doesn't work out. <laughs> it doesn't work out at all. Sudden, sudden gunshot, and it it it's not only not, not only are you losing a huge like percentage of the population of the world when that happens in a movie constructed like this, but. It's also the fact that John Goodman looks like he has real regret doing it, but that he has to do it because it's the rules, quote unquote, the rules. And when a crazy person has rules, I feel like that's one of the most terrifying constructs in in thrillers or horror is when the crazy person has rules. It's what John Doe is doing in Seven, right? They're running by their own inner logic. And if their inner logic is nuts, then you are you have no chance of anticipating their moves, let alone defending yourself. So we keep we keep running into like actors in our list. We're like, this has to be one of the best actors, John Goodman, though. Yep. I mean, I think I think. Well, I, I don't want to say I don't want to say something. That might be a spoiler for a future future episode. Oh, yes. Um, but man, has he never not been a force to reckon with? No, he's. And what's what's really interesting about him is. He's really protean. Like he he can he he can show up over here as one kind of thing and show next thing you know you're seeing him in flight and he's like the comedy relief like drug guru and then over here he's terrifying and then over here he's he's like jovial and cheerful. Like you could picture him in a lifetime Christmas special and then you could picture him being absolutely terrifying and intimidating. The fact that he's got that range is is Pretty incredible. We were just watching, it's a Kurt Russell kind of thing. We were just watching Unsolved Mysteries, the newest mm-hmm. uh, newest batch, and there's one guy who was in Ohio who just murdered, like in super cold blood, murdered this little girl. Mm-hmm. Then he won over the guards, and I'm like, how do you win over the guards? Like if you're a piece of shit murderer, and then you watch someone like Cloverfield Lane, you watch someone who's like a complete madman that's win you over with charm, and you're like, God damn it! You're like that's how you're like, I'll it. never fall for that. And then John Goodman walks in, and you're like, Hey, John Goodman, you're cool. <laughs> you're cool. <laughs> and and uh, you know he is terrifying. Part of part of what because what's part of what's interesting about this our list to me is that some of the sequences we pick are long. There's five six minutes, and some of the scenes are really short. Because uh, what do you count as a scene, right? That always fascinates me. And this is a pretty brief scene. It's not that long to watch the segment that we watched to whatever. But part of what makes the scene work is everything that came before it, because everything mm-hmm. that comes before it is you're just getting more and more unsettled by the fact that this guy is deeply nuts and also is basically God in this space. Mm -hmm. So it's a really terrifying, it's like imagine staying at Michael Myers hotel. (laughs) Wouldn't do it. Can't do it. Won't do it. It's not just that Michael Myers there, but he runs the place. The best part. And you said this, like when we were watching the scene was he's right. (laughs) It's the one time where the villain is like, yo, there's aliens out there. (laughs) And then you go out there and God damn it, there's aliens. Right. And that, right. The, the twist is that he has this paranoid conspiracy theory. That's completely true. Which is, which is is ominous in our age. But anyway, great movie. All right. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yes. Transition. Uh, (laughs) Mama. 
Yes. Andy Mouchier's mama. Now, I'll be honest with you. We've talked about this on the podcast about how like I wasn't blown away with the movie Mama. Right. There were scenes that I like, but overall, it just didn't really do a whole lot for me. In fact, if right. I could, I would have put the short film on here in its place because that short film is like awesome sauce. Indeed. It's scary. It's ominous. It's It gets very, very intense. It's atmospheric, even though it's pretty short. The end of the way Mama moves is is quite unsettling. Yep. So I'm gonna go with the and, and and the flashlight scene. Yes. Or the 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 flat camera flash scene. Yes. And what's funny is, is uh, when you when you look up like horror, like whenever you do like a general search for horror, like scary things, I feel like this scene is one of those that pop up because it's so fucking eerie. Yep. The design of Mama is scary. The whole setup of it is scary. And like we were talking about uh, flashlights. Directors and directors of flashlights. I think we have a couple flashlight scenes. Yeah, we do in this list. It's weird. <laughs> in this list. There's a couple commonalities with this list it's, that are weird. Today. It's very weird. But I but I will say this. I do I do I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because I hypocrite because I did say how I did not like the movie. But this scene in particular I I still think has some very good strengths to it. And the design of Mama is always going to be very scary. It's it's even though like when you get a close up her face it's kind of, it's kind of weird, but like it's also <laughs> very the way she moves is very very intense. Uh, but the thing that when rewatching it for this list that I noticed was the, the, the sound design, like the yeah. way mama sounds, it just sounds, it sounds like, I don't even agony. Yep. It just sounds like agony and it's terrifying. And being in a room where your flashlight cuts out and all you have is a camera flash is an awesome setup. In yep. the first, it's like, it, it just feels like something that is always going to be scary. Even when like the lights, you know, cause in LA, like the power goes out, you know, during the summers when it gets real hot yep. and like, you always have to like pick up your phone and turn on the flashlight. I think, I think I feel the way the character feels in mama when you're walking around in the dark. Cause I'm like, totally. at some point in time, something's going to pop around the corner and scare the absolute <laughs> shit out of and me. Hopefully it's not her. Jeez. Well, I, I fucking hope not. <laughs> I, I know. I think it's right. I think there's a certain set of things that are somehow, for some reason, universally nightmarish. They're like shared nightmares. The yeah. w- with things moving the way Mama moves is like that. It's the same as the jump scare and the signs and the way Pennywise yeah. moves sometimes. Like there's that like off-center, long-limbed, like it's just, just, it's just spidery kind of moving that's universally frightening. And... Sh- it, it the pre- presentation of this it's like Edgar Allan Poe was a painter is how this scene looks. yes yes and like you know how like whenever you watch like a horror movie and like there's like some weird medical experiments that gone wrong mm-hmm. they always show someone like uh, or or even like in like Pet Cemetery like Zelda like it just it just mm-hmm. she the design of her looks like that and something flashing at you is always I hate being I hate being hunted I hate being chased <laughs> yep. This this scene has all of it. I hate it. It scares me. <laughs> it scares me. There's a few other scenes that I thought uh, that I could have uh, put in its place from Mama, but I feel like this scene is so widely known, and I, I see it in horror groups quite a bit. That it sort of it sort of it sort of fits our when we talk about like what makes a horror icon. You see it in fan art all the time. Mm-hmm. I you see this scene. I see it a lot in like our group and other groups. Uh, more so than other films and i think it you know it has its place what i like adding variety to the list because that's what bravo did and we're trying to stay as true as that as we can right and one of the variety elements is a lot of the movies we ten cloverfield lane is a masterpiece a lot of the movies that we've covered are masterpieces a lot of the movies that we're about to say are just straight up masterpieces Mm -hmm. but 
I like a movie that sometimes punches above its weight too. Like, yeah. you know, I didn't pull it all every long I was trying off, but, but this one scene, man, this is like a masterclass in execution of design, sound, making something terrifying looking, all of that. Right. So I like that it's here. I think I'm going to try to rewatch it at some point. I think I owe it that, but I'm going to rewatch the short. It'll take yeah, I mean, you know what? <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm not going to rewatch it. I'm going to rewatch the short. <laughs> there, there we go. That scene has its place. I've done my job. Moving on. Transition. Transition. <laughs> Coming in at 68. 68. Is Starry Eyes. So Starry Eyes is a really interesting movie that I like a lot. It um, was sort of A24 before A24. It really, if you go back and you look at this movie, it really feels like something Ari Aster would would have done. But it came mm. like three years ahead of him or two years ahead of him. So um, really interesting. It was a really, didn't, didn't, it got a kind of a cult following, but it was, it didn't really hit a wide audience. Um, I found the whole atmosphere of this movie terrifying in that saturated, depressing way that yeah, like sometimes yeah, yeah. a horror movie will just dr- bring, drag you down with like, uh, uh, a, like it's a, this is a really bleak kind of nihilistic movie, right? So, mm-hmm. um, it's an actress who's trying to break through in Hollywood, and you know how that goes usually when it's a horror movie, <laughs> and there's it gets demonic, and it's but the scene I'm going with is the dumbbell scene, and the reason that I'm putting the scene on it, first of all, it scared me, which is the, the criteria, but but more importantly, like I like the structure of this because you don't see this in horror movies very often, mm-hmm. so I find it really tasty when you see it. Um, there's a weapon upgrade <laughs> in this in this scene, and I like the move that where the because the shot is kind of iconic, where the you all of a sudden she puts this butcher knife down and picks up a dumbbell, and you, I could just in the back of my mind it's like a just ten pound dumbbell right, and as a, as a director, I'm just gonna I'm just like you know what slasher nope basher <laughs> basher basher in, film, right? dude. exactly, and then there's this great moment where. She takes the dumbbell and she crawls on top of a person in a bed and she just hovers over her with the dumbbell raised over and just waits for her to wake up. She doesn't want to hit her unconscious. She wants her to wake up and see it. And she's frozen. And it's like that frozen moment. It's like that frozen like Angela at the end of Sleepaway Camp, the way it's filmed, where where nothing's moving, but you know something terrible is happening, but nothing is moving. And I really like that feel. So I liked that the overall mood of the movie made the scene darker by how dark the movie was around it. It's like the the black slick and under the skin. It just is like infecting everything, right? So like it got scarier because the movie's so depressing a feeling that when characters don't really fight back, you're like, yeah, well, why bother? Fuck it, everything sucks. Like, like I didn't like, get my call back. Right, exactly. So, like, you feel a little beaten down. With, with technically, the she characters. did get a call back. <laughs> talk about, yeah, and talk about beaten down. Um, <laughs> so, I like that. And it's just gory as hell. So, it looks super realistic. It's not, you can tell it's not big budget, but I like when an underdog comes in and makes something look really, really good mm-hmm. when they clearly didn't have a lot of money to do it with, right? It's the same thing that happened with Splinter. You know, this is not a big budget movie, but it looks great, so. Well, yeah, and one of the things I noticed when we were watching the scene was I always like it when uh, when, the, when the directors choose not to put, like, crazy sound effects or scores underneath right. it. And so, like, you're just, like, really there in that moment. Like, that room is quiet. The scene is quiet. And right. I think that just helps you focus in on the visuals 
and those visuals are nasty. Yeah, nasty. Are. The one thing I notice is we keep talking about um like horror movie rules, like mm-hmm. like our, our little horror movie film school that like we keep noticing directors do. I, I, I notice one in this one. If you bludgeon someone with something heavy and you hit him in the head, you must include a shot of the feet spasm out. <laughs> That's true. Because it shows their feet kicking up in That's the air. That's totally true. And does that does that And you always have to do that. You gotta That's show totally it. You gotta true. show it because then it just it tells you, oh I wonder if they showed it when Michael stamped out the doctor's head in the Halloween two thousand eighteen. Because that's the last time I remember a head just getting plastered. We have to look. Which is what happens in this in this thing, too. And, you know, it's particularly savage. I'm glad you brought that up because I, 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 one of the things I like about the scene is it's savage when you think about um, taking away their face when it's a Hollywood mm-hmm. story, right? Like, that's the competition. Basically, your face is getting you in the door. Right. And your talent is what you're bringing next, but you're not getting in there if you don't have the look that they're looking for. And she obliterates her look, which is like an extra insult yeah. <laughs> to, in the context of what's happening in the movie. I think it's really cool. No, it was it was a gruesome scene. Oh, and then, and then right afterwards... She turns around, her roommate's just standing there like, whoa. Yeah, and she's and they've just got kind of like the Gen X shrug reaction. Like, all right, well, if you're just going to... Are you redecorating in blood? What's <laughs> our, our, our landlord's going to kill us. <laughs> right, exactly. Security deposit's gone. And transition. Coming in at number 67. Now, this is probably one of the newer movies that I've seen a lot of opposition against, an encouraging amount of people supporting it, but I I wanna I wanna fight for this film every single twist and turn, and that is Child's Play 2019. Yes. First of all, the cast you have Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. who I grew up with as the Joker, and mm-hmm. you know Star Wars obviously, he crushed it as Chucky. Totally. You have Aubrey Plaza, who's just like awesome. Absolutely. And you have the best blend of horror and comedy that i've seen in a good amount of time i forgot how funny this movie we saw this was. movie in the theater and it was a blast and the crowd was loving it too Dude, which is weird because it didn't seem to get a lot of buzz after the initial release but but this movie is it's probably one of the most fun horror movies that has a good amount of horror an incredible strange amount of laughs and a shit ton of heart Yep. And it's got a lot of face. <laughs> it does. Okay, so the scene I'm going to go with yes. is, I, I like to think of it as, um, or what were we calling it when we were rewatching the scene? You were, you were National Lampooning. Yeah, it was it was Christmas Vacation meets Zombie meets uh, The Happening. The Happening. <laughs> meets the happening. And, 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 and I, I love what this movie does with like tech, technology, parents in the day and age of like you know kids just being on ipads all the time yep. so it's the scene where um the guy who is cheating mm-hmm. goes home and he's and he's take i think he's putting up taking out christmas lights and he's he's on the ladder he's got christmas lights wrapped all around him he looks just like chevy chase in christmas vacation totally chucky's fucking with the ladder obviously and he falls down and i and i this might ask, I, I don't know what rule this would fall under for a horror film schooling, but there's something about when you fall and bones stick out of your legs yep. that will always get... I think everyone's affected by that. There's not one person in the world who... You know, that happens again on our very list. Does it really? There's another scene where that happens. Oh, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. You'll see. I think I think I'm talking about... And, here's, my, here's my thing. Oh, let me finish the scene. Okay, so he, he falls he falls off a ladder, mm-hmm. right? 
his bones are sticking out. I was like, and then it has a hilarious cut of his daughters in with their headphones on their iPads, and he's just screaming in the background in agony. That's fucking hilarious. Yep. Like they have no idea that their nope. dad is about to get bent. No, and he went by the window like that cartoon trampoline move where, <laughs> where you keep looking and it's you're just missing who's about there. <laughs> you keep turning, like, <laughs> you miss it. Um, so he has the lights wrapped, and I love this setup. Yep. The Christmas lights all wrapped around because it's such a colorful, bright scene, and. Uh, the lights uh, are stringed all behind him and then all of a sudden I think it's the snowblower or something like that uh, yeah. goes up behind him and it starts sucking up the string of lights bringing him towards it Chucky comes on top tries to stab him he puts his hands up on the snow on the snowblower Chucky stabs him or he goes to stab him he goes to block it Head gets he gets scalped his scalp goes flying lands on a gnome <laughs> Like, like the fact that they have, it, it, I mean, I mean, seriously, think about the rhythm of the scene. It is, it is, it is gore comedy, yes. gore comedy. It had a, it had a kind of evil dead too feel to me. Yes. And then, and then it following the next day where Andy sees the guy's face stable to a watermelon. And then that whole scene, I mean, that's a whole nother scene in and out of self that could have made it onto this list. And then Chucky yeah, that's saying, a pretty Tales from the Crypt feeling. Yeah, and then Chucky's saying this is for Tupac. Like, this scene had, like, the rhythm and flow of, of comedy gore to comedy gore to comedy gore. I just don't get on what, like, I get some people are purists and they love the fact that the old child's play was a serial killer who used voodoo and all that sure. other stuff. But, like, it never worked. It never landed for me. I never really Well, it was, it. I mean, the, the, anyone who does a remake is kind of in a no-win position. If they try to do the original lore, it can't look like it looked before. So people are disappointed because it's mm -hmm. jarring to see a new look with the old lore. And if you change the lore, they come after you with pitchforks. Damned if you do. <laughs> right. So I'm just, I'm just glad this film stuck to its guns, did what it wanted to do. And it had a blast of doing it. Like if they made another, I, I, I hope they actually do another one of these. Like it was so much goddamn fun. Well, and also I particularly like when the, 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 and this is going to happen on the pick that I'm about to tell you next. Mm -hmm. I particularly like when the voice of the killer. So I like to imagine one of the things that's a treat for me in horror movies is imagining the way the person dies and how frustrating it is in, in funny moments. Can you imagine laying on your back, broken bones, getting chewed up and scalped and getting stabbed to death and having this voice in your ear going friends in the end. I'm only doing this. To... <laughs> I'd be like, Oh my God, kill me. Fine. <laughs> Just stop talking. End me now. End me now. Right. But I think, I think that scene was intense and it was sprinkled with enough funny shit that like it just it just put it in this weird sort of its own little bubble and i i think 67 makes a lot of sense <laughs> and look what we actually did transition, transition. all right so this is completely inadvertent but i love how this worked out coming in at 66 is house of the devil that's fucking cool, dude. <laughs> right? Yeah. We were just shuffling them around without even paying attention to what number was landing on. Yeah, we're like, what feels right? And right. then... <laughs> but this felt right. So I'm going with the uh, sudden arrival next to the car, lighter gunshot scene. Mm -hmm. And um, I, this is one of the few scenes that I remember actually physically making me jump um, in, in, a, in a theater. And it was... It was really unexpected, but this is one of those great scenes that's set up by all the slow burn that comes before. And and really what happens here is, first of all, it's unbelievable how it's shot. Just the lighter coming out of the darkness is the first step. And then the really calm voice of the guy 
who has the most non-threatening voice. Everybody in this family has this. Tom Noonan does the same thing. Right. Everyone in the family has this really non-threatening voice where she turns around. She's like, oh, my God, you scared me. He's like, well, calm down. It's fine. What's wrong? And it's like this. All right. Oh, then everything's fine again, you know, moment or whatever. And then it's his genuine confusion of, wait, you're not the babysitter. And she doesn't even get the sentence out that she's not the babysitter. I'm she's her friend. Like really, yeah. she's about, she's about to, she's trying to finish one thought and he just does it. And I think that's the scariest part to me is that when, when a psycho is that far ahead of you in it on, because there's all kinds of tells in, in a lot of the horror movies. And we all know as fans, when you're watching a movie and you're like, wait, why are you running that way? They're, they're clearly, that's the wrong way to go or that's the wrong way to turn. Or when, when a villain says something and they're like, all right, you know, I'll give you a chance. Like in the screen movies, when they're like, all right, if you get this question, right, I'm gonna let you live. He's not gonna let you live. No. Whether you get it right or not, it doesn't, you know that this the mind is, a, is made up, right? This is a fail game, right? But in this one, you have no chance to detect a tell because he literally is killing you mid sentence. And then I love the grace note at the end of the scene where he lit a cigarette for her and he just takes it out of her dead hand and starts smoking it. So savage. Like, like insult added to the death uh, moment. But there's a through line through the picks on, on the list, and I didn't do it on purpose. It just sort of organically happened. But it, I'm thinking of it as unexpected horror. Not jump scares, but like horror where... Mm -hmm. The horror is where you don't expect it, right? So right. like in this one... The people who seem calm and normal, we're just hiring you to babysit, what, are are actually super savage and Satanist to, to boot. So uh, scary, scary scene. This scene, what I really like about it is it's not a complicated scene. Correct. And like, I'm trying to like to like explain like what I mean by that is like, you and I right now, we could take this scene shot for shot and go recreate it ourselves. Yep. There's nothing really complicated about it. In fact, I think about like, I've been reading a lot of like Anthony Bourdain stuff and like watching a bunch of like cooking shows and shit like that. And there's always these chefs that talk about like the wonderful things you can create with really basic ingredients. Mm -hmm. They're like, you only need like two or three things and you can make a masterpiece with it. And yep. that is what this scene is. This yep. scene is like, it's not a lot happening. Yep. We're going to shoot it like those funky, you know, 70s kind of weird stuff. And they're just going to talk and we're going to see how it plays out. Yep. And yeah. And it's, it's, it's weird because if I, if I, with no visual talent duplicated the scene, it would be the most boring scene ever shot ever. Right. And because the camera is slightly off kilter and because the colors are a certain way and because the character is so cocky, like you, and you, and you have to time travel to, to get this scene. I love when that happens. I love scenes, I love movies like Wolfen where you have to be in that, or like The Howling, you have to be in that New York urban, late 70s, high crime, mm -hmm. and, like feel to even get what's happening, right? And in this scene, who would ever let someone walk up and try to light a cigarette through their window unexpectedly at night when they're alone? That wouldn't, but you could do that then, <laughs> right? Like that was a, you could hitchhike then, right? And you got to sort of time travel to get in the moment. So everything's a little off kilter. People aren't acting the way they act now. The cameras are, aren't, you know, squared like they should be. The colors don't look the way colors look in our world, but it's subtle. It's just a tweak off. And it's, that's, what makes it? It's, it? It is actually like a perfect scene. In mm -hmm. fact, I watched this when they showed it on the last drive-in, and mm -hmm. I think Joe Bob even referred to it as that scene. <laughs> yeah. 
and that's yeah. how you know it's a good scene. like those kids that are tr- that are so popular on youtube right now because they do songs and they did phil collins in the air tonight and everyone's mm-hmm. waiting for them for their first time reaction to get to the drum you know solo mm-hmm. you're just waiting for it and it, you're like this is one of those movies you show people and you're just waiting for them the scene to that's arrive it. right and, and once once it happens you look over at your friend like that's exactly how i knew you'd react exactly all right number six six sorry 66 <laughs> <laughs> all right 65 Number 65. I'm going to go with VHS. I originally was going to go with the, I guess it's technically the second movie, the I Like You, the Vampire Lady Scary one. But I'm actually going to go with the segment Tuesday the 17th, which, yes, when I saw that, I did the math. I was like, so Friday's the 13th. 14, 22, 22, 23, 23. Yeah, I nailed it. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, morning. Okay, yeah. It all adds up. Um, th- this movie... I feel like we're just now getting far enough out of like the early 2010s to really get back, take a step back and then like, what was the vibe and like, what was the style of movie coming out? Easy to do with the nineties, easy to do with the early two thousands, easy, super easy to do with the eighties and seventies. Yep. But like the early two thousands, like I, we're, I'm still, it's, it's the, the, the fog is starting to clear off with like, what is it that made that era of movies, right? Movies and VHS had everything like all the ingredients the sugar the spice and all you know everything nice right of 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 that era and it was it was the fact that everything was so digital and so weird mm-hmm. because it wasn't the early 2000s you know crazy scary videos that you'd see online on like yep. e-bombs world or some shit like that yep. it was a little more polished was a little more stylized it had a little bit more thought and people were starting to realize how they could take this and make a really cool narrative with it and vhs was like we got it short weird ass fucking things yeah that it that it, it's just going to give you the willies and I ended up going with the glitch because it was the one that I, I forgot about. But then when I was looking up this list, I was like, I know VHS is on this list, but what scene am I going to pick with it? Because I could do any of them. And I remember this one giving me the most feelings, but then I, I forgot about it. Yep. And I was like, why did I forget about it? And then rewatching it, it was because I completely forgot what the monster looked like because you don't see the monster. Right. And I, I was looking it up. So I rewatched it and I was like, it, all the feelings came back from when I first watched it. It was it was this so uns- it's It's a POV. Okay, so let me explain. I'm, yes. go, I'm going off on a tangent here for the people there. Uh, Tuesday 17th, uh, there was a series of murders in the woods. Uh, this girl's friends died. They go back to these woods. She starts telling them about all these murders. They run it off as a joke and they all start dying. What I love about this is through the camera, because it's the woman holding the camera, the monster who is called the Glitch, kill me. Right. That is the coolest fucking name for a monster. Totally. And what does he look like? He looks like a camera glitch on your screen, and you never get a full fucking view of what this guy looks like. And it is the coolest thing I've seen. You get a couple a glimpses, while. and they're they look good. But mainly, but it's, it's a lot of. But it's mostly yeah. the most. The most imagery you get from him is the red mask yep. style. Um, but even the way he moves, and so the scene I love and uh, is is when she's talking to one of the other guys she's with, and you see the glitch in the background. When she's talking to bait. Yeah, she's. Oh yeah, she's like you're just bait, and he's like. <laughs> or first she wants to fuck him in the leg, or she's saying she wants to fuck him in the leg, but she's just trying to bait him out there. But I, I love, I love when stuff is in the background and it comes into focus. But this, this does it on a whole another level because normally it's something running into focus through the frame but everything's in focus right but he's not because he's never in focus because he's a glitch he can't be in focus by definition because he is he is a glitch and i I, it is just such a awesome it's one of those like when you when you're done watching it like i started thinking to myself what the fuck would i do 
And I told you, I just wouldn't go back to those woods. <laughs> right. <laughs> but in that moment. Right, because you can't adjust your antenna ears. Like, there's no, what are you going to do about this? Yeah, your eyes are already in HD. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> How are you supposed to, to capture them? Right. Um, but I love all the booby traps she sets up to try to yeah. find them to prove that this thing exists. And yeah, she, that was hilarious. She was trying to, like, first blood them. Yeah. She, <laughs> I was like, what's going on? She, she kind of she kind of She, kind she was, was setting up, like, Rambo traps. Yeah, it was, like, Home Alone in it, in, yeah. the, in, in the woods. Um but I, I think the scene just works out really well um, because because of just how blurry it is, how yep. blurry it is, because you, you just you get you get the the adrenaline that she has running away from it. But and it's sort of like Invisible Man, like you're trying to f- like look at like where the glitch is going to come up. And it's gory. <laughs> oh, my God. He's playing with her guts yeah, at the end. It's very gory. Which is which is good. Um, it, it's also it, it feels to me like whatever the early two thousands version of an urban legend would have been. It's like the hook on the door handle. Yes, but it's the digital version of. Yes, it. you know you could just picture you know fourteen to fifteen year olds sitting around being like, and then they went to the woods, and then there was you know then there was static, and you couldn't see, and like whatever. It's it feels like trying to translate that the urban legend structure into a more digital you know, kind of space, which is, which is interesting for whether it works or not, because who knows if you can do that with that? Like, mm-hmm. like, right. Because it's less tangible than a hook hanging from a door handle it's, or whatever. It, it's, <laughs> it's way less. In fact, um, and just to end, end it on the offer for VHS, the, the, you could almost use the glitch as a season of channel zero. Right, oh, totally. Or you could put the glitch into the boys. I mean, it sounds like a oh, superpower. Hell, hell yeah, you could. And that show's pretty dark. <laughs> I fucking love that. But I'm glad I found VHS a spot. I was having a hard time figuring out where we're going to place this, where we're going to place it. And I feel like Tuesday 17th, I feel like it stepped up to the plate and really made it made it for me. So Agreed. Tra- Wait, hold on. Tra- <laughs> Glitchy transition, baby. One of us is going to have to die now. All right. At, coming in at 64 is Frozen. Disney's Frozen. Frozen. Let it go. <laughs> oh, no, I, can't, I can't sing it. We'll get copyright. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We'll get shut down. We'll get shut down. Uh, the other Frozen, the Ski Lift Horror movie, Frozen. So That's Adam I, Green, right? Yeah, and I'm going with the um, this, the this basically this the wolf scene. The scene where uh, they're stuck on a lift. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's the... It's the one of them has plummeted to his bone breaking. There it is. There it is. Um, uh, painful resting spot. This and, is the lake shatter episode. Yeah, and the 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 thing about this is, you know, when you, it's it's I love that you brought this up early in the episode of the making a masterful recipe with basic ingredients. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you want fancy, and then sometimes you just put salt, pepper, butter on a good steak, oh. you're good to go, right? So like. This is this is that moment where he's laying on the ground under the lift and the wolves are coming for him. And it's that it's when he shouts up to them because his girlfriend's up there with his friend and he shouts up to his friend to, to not let his girlfriend look. He's like, don't let her look. Whatever you do, don't let her look. Because he knows he's about to be slowly devoured because he's helpless down there. And then it's just them, the friend and the girlfriend, the four ex-girlfriend about to be looking at each other in their eyes, trying to shield each other so that they won't look down to see what's happening to them. And then the guessing game of how long is he going to still be able to communicate? Because that's the terrifying part, 
right? Mm-hmm. Because you can close your, your eyes, but you're not going to close your ears. So you still got to go through the sounds. And the question is, how long are the sounds are going to last? And I remember watching this movie for the first time and thinking to myself, I wonder how long the sounds would last. Like if someone was getting eaten by wolves, do you got to ride through this for a minute? Is this like a couple minutes? It's, it's like in the, in the, in the, you know, a violent thriller where when someone gets gut shot or whatever, I mean, that takes a while, right? Yeah. So like, you're wondering how long is it going to go? And it goes about a long, about realistically as long as you would think it would go. And you got to ride it through with them the whole time. And the other part that makes it terrifying is they look like shit. <laughs> Oh yeah, they're fr- like they're, the, they're like a frostbite. They're, like, <laughs> they're like their skin's peeling, and they've been through hell, and they look like shit. And it goes along with my theme of the terror isn't where you expected it. I remember watching the seeing the poster and seeing the setup, going into the movie and thinking, I'm gonna watch people cut themselves on wires and like fall to hurt themselves. I didn't expect the wolves. <laughs> yeah, that's a pleasant surprise. <laughs> right. So like the horror was it was was a place that I didn't expect. So I loved this scene and I thought it was scary. Uh, my favorite part is when the wolves are done and they're just out there howling. At they're the just night. celebrating like children of the night style. It is it, that is the most eerie thing because it's yep. just like we just took your friend. Oh, she she was delicious. Oh my god, you're oh you're fucking you was tasty. I got a leg. I got like when people say. Hey, don't look. I've only had, there's only two moments in my life where people told me not to look at something. And one was when my grandma died and the coroners came mm-hmm. and they dragged, they carried her out in the body bag or of course. put on the cart. They're like, you don't want to look. So everyone went away. But then like I stayed because I was like, well, I'm not allowed to look. I want to see what it looks like. Right. And like, it was okay. You know, it, sure. was, it looked like grandma in a body bag. <laughs> sure. Which was kind of weird. The second time is when I had a staph infection in my thumb and I went to the urgent care and she had to put a shot in my thumb to numb it. Because then she was going to take a razor blade and scrape out all of the infection. Ugh. And that was the only time I didn't look. She told me to think about puppies. And so I talked to her about puppies the whole time. So whenever someone tells you not to look, it is always... It, it, I always feel like what I'm getting at with this is looking sometimes is better than not looking. Yes. I know her. And it seems like sometimes you are going to look and sometimes you're not. Because you're one for one in that. Yeah. In, and my thing is, if someone's you know. getting eaten by... Uh, wolves mm-hmm. my imagination is probably be 13 times as worse <laughs> well and you're hearing it so you're, you're you're filling in the details visually anyway it's not like you're yeah totally well it, it, it what's great is is to the to the film's credit we don't get to look right during the scene right well yeah they shoot down a couple times you, during the scene yeah you see some no i mean well you when mm-hmm. when it when they're really challenged yeah you see some man really, really well okay because that's my favorite part is he puts his little hat over his eyes yes i'm like dude yeah, that's, not gonna, that's not gonna do anything my favorite part is what you just did because i love the analogy you just did i want to i just i'm picturing you on the ski lift with her and then him down, her, her boyfriend getting eaten, and you turning her and be like, don't look, whatever you do, just think about puppies. Think about puppies. Or you give her the John Madden play. Like, oh, there they go. Oh, they got his leg. Oh, he's running away with his head. Oh, he goes to the nine, to the five. To the I think it's a really inappropriate place to think about puppies. <laughs> but, well, but... <laughs> considering, the, considering those little pups are chowing on your, on your friend. I love it. <laughs> All and right. Transition. Transition. So keeping keeping with our uh, our trend of uh, super gore, this is our gore episode, man. Yeah. I, I really dig it. Coming in at sixty three, Green Room. Yes, I slept on this movie for too long. It took me a long time to see it, and one day I just loaded it up. I was like, let's let's just watch it. Let's just see what happens, you know. I'll watch it on one of my monitors while I play some games, something like that. I ended up turning off my games, watching the whole movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> super, super glad I got to it. The scene, I, scene we're going to go with is, if you've seen the movie, it's, you know where we're going with this. Yeah, totally. If you haven't seen the movie like me, uh, we're going to go with the arm slice scene. Yep. Actually, it's a combination. A few things get sliced up in this scene. Yes. An arm and a belly. Yes. And this is like, I think I talked about revenge. We're like, uh, it was like one of the best effects of gore that I'd seen in a while. And then I watched Green Room and I was like, wow, okay. So like there's some filmmakers who still know how to use gore effectively. And this movie does it right. It really does. Get, it's hard to look at. It is. It is rewatching it. It's for this. not that it's super gory buckets of blood style. It's just, it looks so real and the actors look like they really are injured and it's bad. Well, Let's go. Let's talk about the belly slice because I think. Well, the hand, the hand is worse. The hand is worse than the belly slice. The hand is worse to me. Well, no, I, I agree with you. But the the just to get the belly slice out yeah, of the sure. way. So so there there there's this punk rock band. They have Nazis surrounding them, and there's 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 a standoff, and they're in their green room, and Patrick Stewart, who is fucking amazing in this movie, is on the other side negotiating with him. They want to get they want to get a gun back from him. Inside the green room with the punk rock band is one of the Nazis who is like this fucking uh, Rothensburger-sized fucking man. Um, they actually put in an arm bar, break his hand, break his arm, uh, and then they're fighting him and they're trying to put him in like a rear naked choke to choke him out. And then, but they actually do choking realistically in this film, where where when you someone passes out, they're not out like Batman right. for like ten hours right. and you can go solve your crime. Like people are out for like like I've choked someone out in school, yep. and he was out for five seconds. Yeah, he actually did the twist. He actually did the twitch thing. I was telling you, <laughs> which is funny. They get right back up. Um, and then and then the girl who's very calm just they're like, how do we know when he's passed out? Slices his belly open. The only reason I want to get to that first is because the way his belly slices open, it's like it's like butterflying a steak. Yep. Like the way it just it just like it just you see the skin just go. Okay, we're going opposite side ways now. It it's it's it's. It looks like something John Carpenter would have done. It, it really does. Yeah. It looks it looks and it looks like something you would have seen in the thing when a body was coming getting opened. Well, I I was watching a video of a guy talking about when he got stabbed in the leg in, in Mexico, mm -hmm. and he was like, it happens. So quick, the knife goes in, the knife goes out, and that's it. And that's how this movie portrayed it. She just glides the box cutter up his, his stomach, and yep. it just separates. The hand scene with uh, I can't Ugh. I can never pronounce the name Anton Yelchin, Yel Yelchin who it like rewatching the scene made me so sad that he he passed away because he was Truly. so fucking amazing in the scene like i felt all of his pain even when he's crying like a lot of times when actors cry in a horror movie because they're in pain a lot of them are overacting yep. but like he is doing it on such a realistic level where you feel bad and the way his hand is limp the the way Terrible. they fucked up his hand is yep. so goddamn disgusting yep it is it like I, you know, I, I love digital effects. I always fight for it in the, on the, on the, in the group. People say VFX suck. I don't think that's true. I, I don't, I, in fact, I'm sure they used a lot of VFX in this movie. I'm not positive, but there's, there's no way that hand was, <laughs> was digital. It looked so, it looked like they took a cadaver's hand really and just did. glued it and had him held it. It was, it looked medical. It looked like Grey's Anatomy. It really did. And the character's reactions, the acting is so good mm -hmm. that, the, when the characters are reacting, it's giving you that, what do they call it in uh, biology? Mirror neurons. So we have these 
mirror neurons in our brain so that when you see someone doing something, your body wants, thinks about what it's like to experience it, which is why like yawns are contagious, right? Mm. So when you're looking at someone and their hand is, and they're crying, but their friends around them are all like, oh my God. <laughs> but if they're doing it right, you're like, oh my God, they're right. That's fucked up, right? So like, are, they really trigger the mirror neurons because you're like buying everything that's happening in this scene. It, it feels real. And uh, the other thing, you know, rewatching it is, like I said, this film's really sweaty. Like, you feel like everyone in the movie in, in, in the green room is, is they're covered in sweat, they're exhausted, like they're fighting for their lives. But like when I was rewatching it, like I felt exhausted looking at them, mm -hmm. and like that's a talent to do as a director. Like I don't know how you do that, but green room. 10 out of 10 nailed it yeah it's amazing that they it's it feels greasy almost yes like, yes so it's a weird feeling yes greasy is the right word like 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 slimy gross but like when you get it's sort of like when you work out when you're oh when like sometimes it's hard to get into the workout mode sure. but when you're covered in sweat and you're like you know your blood's hot and like you know you're you're, you're covered in sweat then it's easy to do this shit right you're in a different mode yeah and and it feels like the whole world is just slicked up with badness and at that moment they're all slicked up they're like we're in yep. this shit yeah exactly they're getting the savage and it's just it's an amazing film oh, i could talk about green room for another hour <laughs> all right so that was that was transition uh, that was uh 63 transition all right so coming in at 62 is piwackets full disclosure Yes. I have to see this movie. We've talked about it, and apparently you can't even find it on the internet. <laughs> you can't find this scene. This the is the scene. only scene that you weren't able to watch. But it's, you, you, for, first of all, you love Hereditary, so you've kind of seen the scene I'm picking because, <laughs> because Hereditary and the, the end of Piwagget are pretty similar, right? So, But um, I'm picking the ending, and what, what's really terrifying about this, and I find this to be one of the scariest things that happens in horror movies. So I can feel, I can feel get you into the, by feeling into this scene. <clears throat> I remember the, one of the most unsettling things that I've ever seen in a movie was the end of repulsion. There's a slow zoom in to a photograph and it just gave me chills. It gives me chills talking about it right now. And it's sort of the same feeling you get when you zoom into the photograph at the end of the shining. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 just where you're not sure about anything anymore. It's like that madness feeling like whatever's happening to the Jack Torrens. It happens to you because you just lose all your bearings. And that's what this movie is, because Piwacket is a demon, but Piwacket is also manifesting itself in ways to drive you crazy, which is very similar to what visually happens in some of Hereditary. But the demon in this case. Uh, tricks the daughter into thinking that her mother is actually the demon and to strike back the daughter sets her mother on fire and it is absolutely horrendous because you don't know where the demon really is in any of this but you know the demon is really enjoying <laughs> making this turn of events happen you can just feel it it's like that final destination like you know you're being toyed with and you're being toyed with in like this really monkey's paw savage way and you feel so bad for the character who's falling for it you want to reach through the screen and just stop her and help her like whatever but what's particularly horrifying about this is that it's a, a self-fulfilling prophecy because the daughter is summoning some tries to hold it basically a seance like the old ouija board you know now you brought this evil on yourself thing where she's she's trying to call Piwagget to harm her mom that's why she summoned her Right. Mm -hmm. So the fact that she ends up executing the mission 
that she summoned the demon for means she's become the demon. So it's basically everywhere. She's doing the act of the demon. The demon seems like it's in the mother, right? So like basically at this point, who can win because they're everywhere, yeah. <laughs> right? So it's just a really, I like this turn of events moment where you've been tricked into into striking at something and then you find out that you're striking at the wrong thing. And it's always really, really well done. They do it in war movies all the time where you friendly fire someone. You're like, oh, shit. Mm. <laughs> but she friendly mm. fires her mom like fun intended <laughs> great 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 underrated absolute masterpiece of a horror movie but a scary ending I I do I do want to eventually get to that get to that movie everyone in the group has talked about it and it's like my jaws too right now like I just gotta <laughs> I got it but it, but like but like an actually scary well this is harder to find so it's you know it's but you know there there's also there's a certain kind of movie where if you miss it when it comes out and everyone's talking about it, you get the itch to go back and look at it. But like the movies you're talking about, like Green Room and Pie Wagon, once you once you haven't seen them, like at the time they had their time, mm-hmm. they're not the kind of movie where you're like, oh, I got to go see because you kind of heard about it already and like whatever. Let me know. ask you this. I, have a, I haven't seen the movie, but I have some questions. I want to see if I'm right. One, does okay. Pie Wagon take place in Pennsylvania? I don't remember where it takes place, but it looks like Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> what you just described sounds like some real Pennsylvania shit. Right, it, looks like, it looks like Pennsylvania. I don't for even sure. know what that means. Yeah, it looks Blair it feels, Witchy. Yeah. But it feels it feels yep. very very right. And is Pie Wacket like a like a real thing that people have talked about? Like, is it like a real legend or a real demon, or is it one made up for the movie? No, Pie Wacket's a, a real thing. It's 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 like Paymon in Hereditary. It's very weird how similar these these things are, even though they don't feel similar when you're watching them. But Pie Wacket's the most hereditary feeling movie i've watched besides really? hereditary yeah I, I would put it like if you're doing like those word clouds yeah like it would be <laughs> yeah, like yeah. hereditary big caps and then right next to it in like a different font and like slightly purple would be a pie wagon font slightly purple yeah, it would be right next to it <laughs> but it's lingering around right i like that all right well you know what i'm gonna check that out in fact that sounds like a fun double feature yeah, oh, for sure. Well, it sounds like an exhausting yeah. double feed. Yeah, but still, I mean, they go together. It would be great to see on a drive-in. All right, Pie Wacket. Well, I'm going to check it out. Check it out. Four stars. Transition. Nick says watch it. <laughs> Nick says watch it. <laughs> All right, transition. <laughs> Rounding out this episode, 61. This is a gory list, dude, and I love it. And I actually was right when you, right when you, I think you ran to the bathroom and grabbed water or something like that. I, I was flipping these two around wondering where, who, where, where should we end this episode? Right. Because this is a gore episode. Mostly. Um, no, actually it is. It was all gore. Um, we're going to end it with Gerald's game. And oh. everyone knows this scene. Yes. You know what? You know what? It's, it's like what Joe Bob said about the house of the devil. This is yep. that scene. Yep. And, What's funny is, 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 is Gerald's Game is one of those movies where, like, I, I skipped around it. Sure. Because, you know, it's like, it's, it's not the most engaging, right. well, you know, film. It's very, very well done, but, uh, and I love, I love the lead actress in it. Um, I, lo- I love all the actors in it, actually, especially Lurch at the yeah. end. Um, but we got to go with the degloving scene. For, of course. Because um, this is Mike Flanagan, I believe. Yeah. Um, and... I want to sh- I want to meet him, but I want to shake his hand. And when I shake his hand, I want to look at it and I want to examine his hand and be Does like, he practiced? Yeah, like I want to be like, what is it with you? Yeah, why are you Actually, you know what? I don't want to. You don't want to shake his hand at all. <laughs> he's gonna start. Don't he's gonna grab hand. it from the wrist. And yeah, tight and his, I'm gonna look at his eyes. You're gonna get that feeling. He's gonna start smiling. I'm like Mike, no, Mike, my hand, please. Um, 
but I put it I put it below Green Room. Right. And Green Room has um, more gore per yep. capita. Yep. Um, but I, I when we were rewatching these scenes, you know, making them fresh in our head for the episode, Gerald's game is the one scene out of all of these where I like I winced, like I leaned back and like I, I looked away a few times mm-hmm. because this scene you know, in Green Room, he gets his arm sliced and he's holding it and it looks horrible. The guy gets his gut slit and it's horrible and, like, they deal with it. But I, Gerald's game, that scene, the lead up to it, how long it takes, it feels like 10 minutes. Yeah. It feels like 10 it minutes does. of her trying to get her arm. Silk Spectre, I think she was in Watchmen. I love I love the actress. Um, getting her hand out. And I forgot. I, what's funny is I, I I actually blocked out. I always thought she just went for it. Like she just tried to pull her hand through there. Oh, no, there's a process. I forgot that she had to break a glass, yep. wedge it into the headboard, yep. cut her wrist. Yep. And it's the fact how she cut it. She did it across yeah, she from side to side. System. And then she went upwards. Right. She thought it through. It was like, a, oh. it was like what you would do with fabric. She was treating skin like fabric. <laughs> That makes me want to vomit. <laughs> that is so gross. That and is, it, that's why it's here. That's why it's where it's at. Man. I, 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 oh. I was struck again at the magic of Stephen King. Like, it, it, is, it is so um, weird with him because, you know, he takes such elemental, relatable objects and things and situations and makes them terrifying. And he has, but he also has so much respect for like the other tradition, the hammer, you know, castles and bats and that kind of tradition. But when when it's when it's Stephen King horror, it's like a dog, a car, a glass of water. Uh, like it's so basic, a bed, right? Like it's just a really basic elements. But he builds them. He gives them the same kind of loving treatment you would give like Dracula's castle or like right or like and and the fact that he can juggle those two things and give it sort of like a grandeur like mm-hmm. is just so unique and then the filmmakers did such a good job of capturing it in this scene oh, because effect. because he goes Stephen King goes for it like and he's he said that he said one of his most famous statements in his book was um if I can Terrify you, I'll terrify you. And if I can't terrify you, I'm scared. And if I can't scare you, I'll gross you out. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm not proud. He's like, I'm not. <laughs> well, goddamn, like they, they, they really gross me out. In fact, you know what it is? It's like the tendons and stuff. Like yep. that always grosses me out. The part that all, oh, the part that gets me, but like I can't even think about. It. Like I get itchy <laughs> when I think about it. It's like what's that phobia where like of holes? Oh God, yeah, uh, yeah. Like I see that, yeah. I start itching. This scene makes me itchy. Like I'm itching my like my head right now because I'm thinking about it. But it's 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 when she's at the end and the hands going through the glove and you see the skin bunch up. Yep. I mean, my God, like it just it like it looks, it looks so real. <laughs> it looks yeah. so real, and it, it and it's that thing that you just mentioned with green room where you're like you're like you're feeling that pain. Like when I watch that scene, like I'm holding onto my hand, like, <sighs> yep. We're in this together, buddy. We gotta yeah. <laughs> we gotta stay yeah. intact. And props to Carla. I mean, that's a, she's just an amazing actress. And this is, you know, this scene doesn't work if she can't pull it off. And she, no. And she nails it. She actually had my favorite scene in Watchmen where she was like, I think she's arguing with her husband. And she yells like, I was a superhero, god damn it. <laughs> I fucking love that line. I don't know. That and Superman is real and he is American. <laughs> that's, that's my Watchmen rant. But no, I think Gerald's game, I mean, that scene, I mean, you, you show, show like, if I... 
I, I need to rate these scenes, but like if I just randomly walked up to my mom and was like, watch this, how mad would she be? Right. She'd be pissed. If I well, and there's, scene. there's scenes that scare you because they, they, they mean something like Regan in the bed and the exorcist spinning her head around or whatever means that everything you thought about the world isn't true. <laughs> everything you right. thought about the world is, is it, it can go, can get literally turned around backwards. But right. this, this is one of the scenes where you're like, you have to think to yourself, what, what would it be? What would I be going through? There wasn't a second of that scene where I wasn't thinking I wouldn't be able to do that. I wouldn't be able to do that. I wouldn't make it through that. I wouldn't no. like, like you're in her place. And that's really unique that they can do that that well. Mike Flanagan. What is the deal with hands? <laughs> I want to meet him. Next well, we time. have injured hands all over our list. Maybe we have the same fetish, but mm. <laughs> doubt it. I'm excited to get into the, the back, the back nine of our list. We're heading to the fifties. I know we're almost like, so the next, the next chunk will take us to the halfway point. And yep. then it's like, that's when it's getting real. Yep. Shit's getting real. Yeah. Coronavirus. And we're getting closer to Halloween, so. Oh, this is perfect. All right, well, we got the gore. We got the gore. This was the gore segment. The gore mm. segment. That is out of the way. That's... I don't have to watch any more gore. I'm, I'm really, I get kind of queasy some of this stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But I guess I'm wondering, like whoever's listening to the, this list develop, I'm wondering, because I, I did it with Bravo, where when you turned Bravo on and they started, you were up in the 90s, and they you were like, where are they going to put Alien? Where are they going to put... You know, mm-hmm. Exorcist, where are they going to put, like, whatever. And there's some big movies that have to be in this list. Yeah. And I'm wondering how many of them we've hit so far for people. And I wonder how many are out there, like... Well, I know how we can answer that. With an iTunes review. <laughs> a five-star iTunes review. Indeed. Here's what you do. Deglove your hands no! and then write us oh a review. And just see how far you get. Oh my I'm just God. curious. Because, like, she was able to get her phone, <laughs> call... Call the cops. I want to see, can, you know. Can you pull it off? Can you can, pull it off? Can you type? We'll be impressed by what? Three sentences? Four? How long do you want? Three to? words. Or three letters, three to letters. be completely honest. <laughs> completely letters. honest. If you could pull off three letters. Five stars, STL. Yeah, if I, if that's it. I will, I will lose my shit if somebody gives us a review and it's just STL and they give us five stars. I'm gonna lose it. Gonna I'm gonna make that the Facebook sorry group. Sorry about your hands. I'll make that the Facebook group uh, profile header. If that, if we get that, if we get that, your review will be on on the, the header of the Facebook group for like disclaimer. Don't really deglove yourself. All yeah, right. Don't really deglove yourself. <laughs> but fantastic. But do, but do we, that. We would appreciate all the other parts of that. Okay, exactly. Perfect. Keep your keep your skin on. Keep your skin on. Don't burn your mother. We need you to make it to the top of the list. Exactly. We need you to be there. You got to so, be there for so, number so one. So you can applaud it when yeah, it's you're done. Gonna, if you don't have skin, it's just going to sound like you're slapping two steaks together. <laughs> That's going to make me vomit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, stay scary. Watch a bunch of horror movies. We'll see you guys for the next batch. Bye. Guys. Bye.